0: Welcome to the inaugural episode of The World's Team, brought to you by Blogging the Boys in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray, and I am joined today by my co-host from across the pond, Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's it going?
1: Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. How's yourself?
0: Oh, pretty good. Happy to have you on board. Um, oh,
1: it's an absolute honor to, to actually be part of the part of the team. and I'm thrilled to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, RJ, like, wanted really wanted one of you guys and i was just like um me and paul are besties now because he came to the u.s so it has to be him and we're gonna have a good time
1: (laughs) yeah it it was meant to be
0: (laughs) it was um so okay paul for the people that don't know you yet um yes give give us the lowdown. you came over you're also on uk cowboys but you know give give the spiel
1: yeah, so uh, I've been with the UK Cowboys uh, podcast uh, since season two, but I've been part of the fan base uh, for over eight years, and so, like, this was just news to us the other day that this is actually the 10th anniversary of the UK Cowboys, so were huh. um, we were like, huh, we we kind of go back now. wish we could have done something special this year, but obviously we what's going on in the world but hey ho but hopefully next year we've got some big plans so but yeah uh but yeah so been doing that and uh, i try to go to cowboys games whenever i can it, i tried to do it every year but obviously again travel restrictions and stuff like that so it's been it's been challenging but it's been good especially this last year uh back in november which was fantastic i've Despite the maybe there was two losses of those games that I went to, but it was the experience what matters and getting to beat people. And yeah,
0: Paul came to um. What was the the first game was Kansas, Kansas.
1: City. That was then, awesome. That yeah, was awesome. that was
0: so much fun.
1: I tell you what, though, and fair credit to the Kansas City fans, they were very welcoming, treated me a lot of treated me with a lot of respect and man, they can stream that stadium down that was the biggest surprise like take away the game we can talk about that game whatever and stuff like that. but the actual overall experience of being at Arrowhead Stadium from a being a Cowboys fan I was like wow you know what <laughs> fair play fair play
0: yeah we, we all got there pretty early so we got to do the tailgating yep. and yeah you hopped around quite a bit so you yeah, had all the people yeah, to see.
1: Yeah because <laughs> like it was so weird I was getting messages left right and center so it's like Paul where are you? Paul where are you? I'm uh, I was like, ah, <laughs> and here's me walking about where my kilt in the middle of Kansas City State or St. Arrowhead Stadium and they uh, and people are stopping. oh, like, oh you're actually from Scotland and I was like yeah <laughs> it's, like the, it's like what the hell are you doing here I'm, I'm here for the Cowboys so
0: <laughs> yeah you had a you had a kilt on and also you know had your Cowboys jersey and then you had yep. your uh, war paint on the blue was it like did you you, did half of your face right
1: yeah it's, it's a half half all blue yep
0: <laughs> yeah and then you had a hat with like a wig on it
1: yeah, so in Scotland, we see you gym hat. So it's a wee tartan bonnet with a wee bit of ginger hair sticking out. It's supposed to be Dimmicky here in Scotland.
0: Oh, yeah. People definitely got what was going on. And then you had your flag with you. So you were like in.
1: Oh, uh... I'll, yeah, I so <laughs> like, like to make sure I'm representing my country very anyway, well. So.
0: <laughs> so we went to you went to Kansas City was your first game. You had like a three yep. game stretch. So it was Kansas City followed by Thanksgiving. Out yep. uh, against the Raiders so that was he joined us for our little uh turkey tailgate that day that
1: was awesome yeah <laughs> yeah then <laughs> ended up getting like some I don't know how this came about but ended up with you Kelsey from uh Ghost Start and Go Boys yes all of a sudden went, went a wee cookie back like just jumping jumping on top of my bag all of a sudden <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it was yeah it was Jay Tuck that you started that's up, right yeah, yeah. Good,
1: my, my, my good friend Jay Tuck that's right yeah
0: yeah, if you don't follow Jay Tuck on uh, Twitter, you should go do that now. Um, he is a delight. But uh, yeah, that was the that was your first photo. You had um, Paul brought along some um, Scottish libations with him, so we had it was a <laughs> what was it a tonic wine?
1: Yeah, it's a tonic wine. Uh, well, it's actually here's the true story. Like so it's not <laughs> actually Scottish. It's actually English, made by oh, okay. made by monks down in uh, Buckfast Abbey. So it's supposed to be a a religious drink, but up here in Scotland we drink it religiously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were so it has what was it like fourteen per, percent? Was it, that
1: yeah? Right? It's fourteen percent and it's a caffeinated wine.
0: Yeah, it was caffeinated. Really got the party started, and the um <clears throat> the problem was that you you can obviously tell that you know Paul has an accent. So when he brought it to the tailgate, I've already, you know, I had like a mimosa or two and he brought it and he was like, you have to try it. And I thought he called it toilet wine. So I was very confused <laughs> for like, I was like, yeah, toilet wine. Like I thought it was like a joke, like, oh, this is like not our best wine. It's toilet oh, wine. Oh, deal. <laughs> but I found out later it was tonic wine. So I, uh, I tried a delicacy, I guess. So... <laughs>
1: And also, like well, obviously, after when I finally finally got back home, I sent you some uh, a, a wee goodie pack as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. He sent me some. Um, this is actually a Scottish brand though, urn Brew. Yes,
1: yes. That's and this has got a lot of history. So it's a soda, uh, well, pop, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Over here, over here, we just call it juice. We just call it juice. And it's a can of Iron Brew. Uh, so it's a mixed fruit. well it's supposed to be mixed fruit but some people have different opinions of it it tastes like bubblegum some people say it might taste like too fruity so it it really depends on your taste buds how you uh, perceive it and I tell you what it goes great with vodka that's for sure (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah I I think it tastes like a creamsicle Um, Uh, like a
1: cream soda yeah yeah
0: like an orange cream soda. It was, it was really good. And so I, I, uh, the last couple games I did, I made the, uh, with the Tito's and the iron brew and it was, it was very good. But the funny story is he sent it to me and I was out of town. And so someone like broke into the box and stole like some guy on a bicycle stole one of my sodas. And I was like, that's a bold move, my guy. But, I, I, st- I
1: still I still could believe that happened. <laughs> I still could not believe it. I think
0: it had been sitting, it might have been sitting out there for a couple of days, but my neighbor saved the rest of them. So I have them all um still enjoy them. They're very good and caffeinated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we like a caffeinated stuff here. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. <laughs> and then your third game this year was um in New Orleans.
1: Oh man, that was a blast. <laughs> that was some that was you knew New Orleans is definitely an experience just on its own like Bourbon Street Like, forget the game like the game was great like we got finally got the win I actually finally got to celebrate that year. yeah. and uh, so like it's like it's just, I said this last time when uh, before November when I was back over in 2018 it's like any of the games I went to seem to have lost I like right am I actually really am becoming a bad luck charm right and, and it came, and it's starting to happen again. Like, we lost at Kansas, we lost at Thanksgiving, and I'm just like, see if we lose this game. I'm never going to a Cowboys game ever again. <laughs> I really genuinely had that doubt in my mind. But uh, but I tell you what, though, that Saints fans were trash talking, oh, like, no one's business. And, yeah. and I was well for it. I was like, ah, bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> Even though they do not understand the word I mm-hmm. was saying, but I was willing to give it back.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it might be more of the geography there because like Kansas City fans I feel like they really only get mad about like a like a Patriots fan or, you know, Broncos Raiders Yeah, ra- Raiders. rival
1: games like Raiders or something right. that. yeah
0: and they're just like teasing like oh you're a Cowboys fan at least you're not a Raiders fan so they're like they were cool yeah the, the but, honestly
1: yeah. The, like I have no like honestly I, like every Kansas City fan I met they were like so genuine so it's like if you're yeah. like giving me places where to go stuff like that and, and I'm like well, what kind of helps when you've got a kilt on but uh, but it, it just <laughs> it just felt really nice and uh, the, the hospitality it was given it was like southern hospitality to a certain extent you know
0: it's Midwestern nice is what it's called.
1: Ah, right. Okay. Right, yeah. so I learned those something. Midwesterners here, yeah. are really yeah.
0: nice. Or for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we uh will give an exception to those Packers fans because they just don't know how to act, right?
1: <laughs> oh, we, we can see that but a bunch of fans we can always discuss about, but that we'll leave that for another day.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we could we could really get into that, but um yeah, because you guys get to see quite a few um different fan bases come over when they uh play play in london
1: yeah so london is pretty much the mecca where every team is there at the game and mm. it's it, it, literally every london game all thirty-two fans are there it's because it's the only opportunity they get to see a proper nfl game in the flesh so even if you're a Browns fan, you're still going to see Falcons versus Jags, for example, or whatever.
0: Whoever it's, the Jags are playing.
1: <laughs> yeah, or uh, I'm just, I can't remember the top of my head all the other games, but it, it, right now it's not been the best lineups recently. Because uh, you're, you're getting like so the Jets and the Dolphins coming over and the Jags. It's not the most appealing. It just feels like the London games are slightly being given. Yeah, we'll just give you the worst of the worst and and they'll still make the turnover and sales and stuff like that. But
0: yeah. It was a
1: lot, it's it's a lot different now with the new stadium compared to back in 2014, uh when Dallas came over. Mm-hmm. And but man, we've yeah. got a lot to talk about that, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, give us the give us the lowdown. So they uh it was at Wembley.
1: Yes. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so um, back in 2014, um, Jacksonville announced that they were going to play the Dallas Cowboys at Wembley Stadium. Um, at that time, all the teams were playing at Wembley. Um, there was three games that year, uh, Jackson, uh, Jacksonville and Dallas and I can't remember the other two games because I literally just don't care because it's not <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> um right. But uh, I was literally one of the, not one of the first people, but I got my tickets on pre-sale, uh, but a, a pair of tickets for for me and a former friend of mine who unfortunately, he was a Steelers fan. Oh, no. So we've got to like party away, so he's gone. Um. <laughs> um but I oh, will say, well, it, it's... For, that was my first ever NFL game, and I had no expectations. What? Like, I, well, I have. I didn't know what to expect. Right. So, the day before the game, and I think you guys call it a fan rally. Is that is that correct? Like, so basically, all the fans would still come yeah. up to at a location. There'll be like festivities, like bands right. and stuff like that. So we had because we're that. used
0: to tailgating. Yeah, and well, that's not really a thing, right?
1: Yeah, so I I will get to that. Yeah, okay. I will Get to that. So, um, but on the day before, uh, they had the fan rally. But the biggest thing that really stood out for me was like the best the guest appearances were going to be Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin. So I was like, I am going. I am don't I do not get Adam. I am definitely going there. So I got there and managed to get the The guy walking about in the microphones for me to ask a question to Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin. Because here's me all getting up like a wee stool like pure excited, clapping my hands like, "Oh my God, it's Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith!" <laughs> I finally got to ask them a question. It was, I think, it was all to do with Zach Martin, and there is a video clip of it on my Instagram about it. So, uh, if you be sure to go check it out, I'll post. My you should reshare Instagram. it on
0: Twitter so people can see it. It'll oh yeah,
1: I'll, I'll definitely do that. Yeah. But <laughs> so that was that. And and this was right outside the stadium. And when it comes to what you were just mentioning about like so the tailgate, we're not allowed to bring cars and bring out barbecues and stuff like that. that's the problem. So it's all these pre-stalls, like um this like uh, fold-up bars, it was mm-hmm. organized by the stadium yeah. at the time. So in a way, it was a tailgate, but it's yeah. not. So it's like they're trying to follow by the UK law and it... And I can imagine that will be the exact same scenario with the games kind of going forward on each right. year. like especially. And the problem is with Tottenham, it's so congested in a city environment. You've mm-hmm. got the house seat. Right? And I think that is why um, Jacksonville brought out the rights to the Tottenham agreement for the NFL to move back to Wembley. And that can only mean one thing, is a big team's coming over this year.
0: Oh, so we have a big team coming over what do we Uh, think it's gonna be
1: (laughs) well it it has to be us like I'm, i'm seeing that because due to the so this is based on the nfl agreement uh based on the international series every team has to make an appearance for the international series every seven years and because of that, um, so you could even go to Mexico, you could even go to Germany, which has now been announced, which is fantastic. Um, we can talk about a whole segment of that in the next yeah. episode. Um, but everything needs to come back over seven, every seven years, but it's now been almost close to eight years for Dallas now, 2014. Yeah. And, and back in the UK Cowboys podcast, um, we did ask Stephen Jones on draft day, when the Cowboys coming back over and he's like, well, hopefully sooner rather than later. So it kind of gave me that a little bit of hope, but at least we got the message out to Stephen to say, please come back. Please come back. Cause 2014 was just a blast and we would love to relive that again.
0: Yeah. I mean, there has been, there have definitely been rumblings in the building in the star that um they, that the Jacksonville matchup will be a London game. Yeah. Um, I've, I am waiting for that announcement, though, because I feel like they normally announce in January and we haven't heard anything yet.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like the international <clears throat> games always get announced before they hit the, the, uh, the whole schedule.
0: Right. That's
1: because I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the logistics of things or whatever, because they need to prepare more because it's more international. All right. the clearances and whatever, all the red tape, whatever. So you Always tend to think it's usually a couple of weeks before the full schedule comes out, you'll get a better idea who's going to London or not. But, um, but just to kind of add on top of that as well, just to kind of back up what, um, I was kind of saying where well, I think it could be done. Our, our good friend Dave Hellman, yes, and um, was wind, winding me up something awful <laughs> when we were in Kansas City. He's, he's like, yeah. Paul, I do not want to burst your bubble, but I think we might come back to London next year. I'm like, Dave, Dave. Just don't, don't let me get my hopes up. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah,
0: well, he's getting my hopes up too. I'm like, I'm like constantly tracking like what flights are over there. Because I feel like they're normally, you, you could probably speak to this better than I can, yeah. but I feel like they're usually earlier in the season. Is that right?
1: Um, you're talk, talking about b- between week six and week nine is usually right. the period they have the international games. Um, I could be wrong but as normally the like say if you want to divide the season four parts it's the second part of the season well okay. it's like the late part of the second part of quite, I can't even speak sense here <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but, but you get where I mean it's like from week six to week eight or nine really depends um but uh, that tends to be the usual time to do come over
0: so everyone uh Keep looking for flights to England over in uh, the last half of the season. We'll all watch them together.
1: Oh, therefore
0: We got to roll deep if we uh, if we go over there.
1: Yeah, it, I will say it is not cheap, especially when it comes to London, um, especially and for anyone that's used to the whole tailgate experience, mm-hmm. expect the unexpected. That's what I will say.
0: What are you okay? So what do tickets kind of normally go for?
1: Oh well, this this has been a long time. Like I've not actually been to a London game since 2017, 2016. Okay. Yeah, 2016. So it's been it's been a while, it's been five years. Last game I went to was obviously not a Cowboys game, and that was the Detroit Lions and Kansas City game. Mm-hmm. And this is when Travis Kelsey at the time was just basically coming out of the shell at the time, where Alex Smith was his quarterback, but at that time, my ticket cost me ninety five pounds, so that's roughly about one hundred and twenty dollars.
0: That's not so, bad.
1: It's not bad, um, but um, some tickets do vary and stuff like that. They try and yeah, they do what they tend to do with the international games, the London games. You have a set package, so you get all three games at one go for a set pl- a set price. So, so therefore, all the same people can go over and meet up with their friends and whatever. Yeah. So they try and keep that going. So I find that's a great idea having that, but uh but it'll be a lot more difficult when especially when it comes to Cowboys Nation. And you know fine well right we we travel far and wide just to go to a game. Um so and and that, that's one thing I noticed back in 2014. It's like it didn't feel like there was 32 teams. It felt like Dallas Cowboys versus 32 teams. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Like, I still remember to this day um, after Josh Stone did the uh, the pregame concert, whatever, and that, then when the announcer announced the team's coming out the, to the field, Jacksonville obviously being the home team, they came out last, but when Dallas came out and when you see Tony Romo and Des Bryant come out, the whole stadium was in absolute rupture like you can hear (laughs) the cheers and you can hear the boos from the other teams it was like I was like yes this is what I'm talking about
0: (laughs) yeah see okay so you you did mention you know like just kind of every fan shows up but so you think that like the Cowboys really have a presence when they're there
1: absolutely and with that with that presence that's how I I, I met so many good friends over that I've still connected for all these years all my friends from Houston to Austin to like say um like Dave and Shannon yeah. for DallasCowboys.com. and yeah so that's how I've kind of met everybody and I've just always kept in touch so it's always it's, if it wasn't for London I don't know where I would have been now if that, if that makes sense right but if I can, if it wasn't for that night out the day before the game I won't talk about details because there's a lot of silly details in that night out. <laughs> it involves a lot of Ric Flair chops, that's for sure.
0: What are those?
1: Like, you ever remember the wrestler, Ric Flair?
0: Oh, Ric Flair, got it.
1: Yeah, and, he, and he, when he slaps the chest. Oh, no. Yeah. I will say that that was me and Shannon that night. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's no, where our
0: friendship but, was born. There you go. That's
1: where, yeah, that's where me and Shannon's friendship was born. Dave's friendship was with a TV screen watching an LSU game.
0: Of course.
1: Yeah. It, it was uh, it was just like, Dave, you know, fancy drinks? He's like, nah, 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 I'm just watching the game. I was like, all right, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> he
0: was too nervous. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, I can't remember what game it was for the hell of me. Like, I was completely obliterated that night.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he could uh, regale us with that, the entire breakdown of the game. If I had to guess, he'd be like, "This is what happened in this quarter." Like,
1: <laughs> God, if you compare the photograph between us now to then,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: we're completely different. Like, well, Dave's not changed much. Like, he
0: grew a better beard.
1: Oh yeah, but God, I've definitely piled on the pounds. That's for sure. That was before I started playing football. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear.
0: Well, okay, so. We have to know, who are your favorite Cowboys of all time? Like, give me a top three. Oh,
1: come on. That's an easy one. Emmett Smith, without a doubt. Okay. Emmett Smith. Number Emmett one. Smith.
0: You have, like, a two and a three, or just Emmett uh, well,
1: Yeah, so number two, obviously, would be Michael Orvin, obviously. Okay. And number three would have been Des Bryant.
0: Uh, Des Bryant is so near and dear to my heart as well. I uh, I love that little trio you have there.
1: But I do have a lot of love for my defensive players as well. Mm -hmm. Like, me being a defensive player myself, I do, like, if you're putting it on it from a more general perspective, Emmett, Mike Orvin, Dez, yeah, they're my favourite players. But defensive players, oh, dude. I I, I just... (laughs) DeMarcus Ware, without a doubt, one of my favourites. Yeah. And if there's one player, if there's one player I would love to have seen like if I if I was like born in a different generation it would have been Mr. Randy White I would love to have seen that guy play but unfortunately I was not born then you know like, <laughs> but, but but just watching yeah. his footage like the archive footage over it, it's like man I would just love to have seen that in the flesh you know
0: yeah he's he's incredible um so but I need to know like what is it like to be a fan like watching games? over, like, six hours ahead?
1: (laughs) Um, Very challenging and very sleep-deprival, that's for sure. Um, So, um, like you just said there, Meg, um, Texas time versus the time in the UK is six different – sorry, six hours apart, and depending on the NFL schedule, see if if it's the late game at night, a thing that works, like, 9 p.m. Eastern your time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then that's that uh, works at about 1 a.m our time and something oh, not my microphone there um <laughs> some sometimes that could transpire to like four 30 in the morning like on the Monday oh. and I've got work and I've got work in three hours time so it, never it, call it,
0: those UK fans not dedicated because they do more than us
1: <laughs> yeah and uh, don't, don't forget like st- when we've got it bad, you've got like this is what the, and this is kind of goes to the whole general consensus of why this show is called the world's team. Because yeah. you've got because we do have fans in Germany with fans in Italy even more further out hours ahead. They're like nine hours ahead. So for them the game doesn't start to like four o'clock in the morning, etc. Oh, etc. Et so yeah. you you get the idea uh, like and there's fans even behind like yeah like you know, so it's time difference can be a pain in the butt, but it really does come to show that people far and wide do tune into the Dallas Cowboys and all the in the, all different parts of the world.
0: That's crazy. It's uh, it's always fun to like hear from fans that like don't live in the U.S. Um, just how dedicated you have to be to really watch them. So when you have to stay up to like three or four in the morning, like how's the next work day? Cause ours aren't even good when it's at seven.
1: <laughs> A lot of coffee and caffeine. Um, yeah. It sounds
0: like every drink over there has caffeine in it anyways.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit of butt fast would be going down quite nicely right now. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Perfect. Well, I'm excited um, for everyone to get to know you a little better through, um, and like the fandom over there better through uh, this podcast, The World's Team. It's going to be super fun. I can't
1: wait. I can't can't (laughs) wait.
0: (laughs) All right, Paul, tell people where they can follow you so uh, we can all talk and like get some ideas about what they want, like what people want to know from you um, over there on twitter um, or where, wherever
1: else. oh yep so yeah you, you guys can all follow me at i am p stew on twitter and on instagram and uh, also you can also catch me on the uk cowboys podcast as well
0: when does that I'm come sure. out
1: and uh, the, the next episode for them uh will be live i think there's going to be a live stream on tuesday 9 p.m uk time so that'll be 3 p.m texas time um and I think our good friend Brian Dana is presenting that one
0: nice and um they I have to tell you guys like they did a 24 hour uh draft show last year
1: and we might uh, and not just that we we did it for charity as well we managed to raise a lot of money for uh healthcare workers that that I think we managed to raise over 400 dollars worth nice so, give over to like so like our medical staff like it's not the the most amount but at least it's something that we managed to contribute
0: oh no dollar amount is too little when you're um just supporting people
1: um in your community
0: so we love to hear that um and they're just fun to listen to so go give them a listen uh follow all those guys definitely follow paul and uh we will be here every sunday uh morning and you can also find me um on Fridays with girls talking boys with Kelsey Charles and, uh, that'll do it for our first episode. Um, we have content for you every single day. So like you will not go without content with blogging the boys. We have like Sunday through Sunday, every single day, we have something for you. So make sure you subscribe, um, whether to our podcast channel, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, also check out the website. We have a ton of content coming out every day for that. Um, You can follow me personally at at Meg Murray with four R's on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we'll see you guys next Sunday.
1: Yeah. See you guys next Sunday.
0: All right.